If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the NFL Draft Brawl podcast. Zach, Hicks, and I are in the hotel room. Software could start. Are in the hotel room uh, with a special guest. You want to introduce yourself? I'm Hannah. Hannah, what is your relationship to this podcast? Fiance uh, to the co-host. What? Not you. Which co- <laughs> not, not Brad. Cooler co-host. Yeah. That's- so we're live from Mobile. We're in the hotel room uh, recording this after day two of practices. So uh, today is Wednesday. We've seen the Tuesday practices. We've seen the weigh-in. We've seen the Wednesday practices. Uh, Zach, we're going to talk about impressions from the first two days, from the weigh-in, everything like that. Uh, what, uh, what do you want to start? What do you got? Oh, dude, let's start with the weigh-ins. I mean, just looking at those guys shirtless on stage. I mean, I think that's probably my the highlight of the week for me, at least. I mean, I... I you know, year long, I like to think of these guys shirtless, but this is the time where you really can watch them, you know, <laughs> shirtless on stage with everyone completely quiet. And then you got old guys, you know, from the athletic, ESPN, former scouts, current scouts, you got all of them just frantically writing down weights and stuff that we're going to be given, you know, the next day. I, I just think it's the best part of my week down here, Mobile, and that's the only real reason I come down here. So, yeah, the weigh-ins were, be- were great. How much do you love Khalid Hudson after his weigh Oh, my – okay, so the there's there's legends down here at Mobile every single year, right? The first year that we were down here was Nathan Shepard. Yeah. Nathan Shepard came on stage, and he was the most shredded human being I've ever seen. For I mean, he was 290 pounds or 300 pounds of just pure muscle. 303 pounds. 303. Yeah, Brad remembers. That's how, that's how legendary he was. And then – Last year it was Terrell Hanks with softball shoulders, yep. is what you called it, yep. and had muscles upon muscles that I mean he could just donate muscles we wanted. Uh, this year, coming away from this, it's Khalid Hudson. <laughs> Khalid Hudson might be the most built individual I've ever seen. I, I mean, agree. I, I like his. I, I I talked to him after one of the practices, and his face had muscles. Like he, every part of him had muscles. Like his legs are built. His I mean he is the most built human being ever. So. You know, I, I've said before on this podcast, I've said on Twitter all the time, you know, just, just get me Klee Hudson in, in my, uh, you know, on my team and I'll figure out something for him. Yeah, now I want to, I just want to get him teaching other guys in the weight room now. <laughs> I mean, he is the most built human being ever. So, you know, obviously all of the sarcasm aside from, from the weigh-ins there at the very beginning, uh, Klee Hudson, I mean, just what a, what a massive human being. Yeah. Hannah, what is your opinion of Klee Hudson? He's got a lot of junk in his trunk. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he's got the Mike Mayock bubble. Is, <laughs> is, what, is what is what's called in the draft in the in the draft uh, realm. Look, my, my fiance is is my eyes and ears out there. So you know, she says he's got a bubble butt and he's got a a nice butt out there. I mean, I, I can't put it past her. So yeah, Hannah, that that was 
That's the point. first thing yeah. we noticed. That's the first thing we all noticed. That's true. <laughs> we right. all just talk. That's everything. <laughs> all right, we're going to get serious now to, you know, to talk about some of these guys evaluating talent. Um, for the first few, few, few practices, I want to talk about the wide receivers, obviously. Uh, Shocking. We should have seen this in the film room. Like Brad and I were watching. I was like, hey, let's watch some O-line, D-line, because all we did was watch receivers the other day, and Brad – Immediately turns on the wide receiver and rewatches the same reps that he's seen 30 times. So, yeah, let's start with wide receivers, Brad. You, you definitely know what happened with the receivers the last two days. So, when it comes to the wide out, when it comes to the practices, uh, you know, I'm focused on wide receivers. I honestly don't even know who's throwing the ball. I don't know who's covering them. I never see a rep of O line, D line, one on ones. I'm watching their wide outs. I'm here to watch the wide outs. And then in the film room, so you have to go back and watch the practices. Uh, from multiple angles, that's when I'll that's when I'll see that our positions. I watch the team periods. I watch the quarterbacks. I'll see everybody else. Uh, but realistically, I'm there to watch the receivers. So if I'm going to be talking about this, it's mostly about the wideouts. I think the first thing you got to start with is, I mean, there's been a few standouts. I think there's been four above everybody else, and those four are KJ Hill, Van Jefferson, Colin Johnson out of Texas, and I think the top dog right now in the week for the, through the first two days is Denzel Mims from Baylor. Yeah, no, Denzel Mims, I think. You know, going into this week, I hadn't watched much of his 2019 film. I watched a lot of his 2018, especially when you were hyping him up last draft cycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I hadn't watched too much of his 2019 stuff. But, you know, coming down here, I was a little wary. You know, would Brandon Ayuk be the top receiver down here? Would Braylon Edwards? I mean, there was was a lot of guys who I thought uh, with them dropping out and and Mims is having this, you know, this huge week down here. uh, Yeah, I think we're going to see him rise quite a bit after this week. He, He has been outstanding, you know, from route running. Uh, to his physicality, to his contested catch ability, to adjusting in the air, uh, which we all saw in his film, obviously, uh, but also his blocking. I mean, they've done some wide receiver blocking yep. drills, which I know a lot of people don't love. Uh, but, I mean, Mims has been getting after it. I even talked to him after one of the practices, like asking about it, and he got uh, super excited talking about blocking. So, yeah, Denzel Mims, obviously those other three guys have been great this week, and they've all helped their stock as well. But I think Denzel Mims – uh, just doing it down here in front of all these scouts and against all these corners uh, that are pretty talented. I think he's had a great week. I agree. And I think realistically he's, he's probably talking, he's probably played himself into possibly around two selection came in, maybe a three or a four who really knows but somewhere in the middle of the draft. And I think right now the way this week is trending, if he's able to have a Thursday practice and a game similar to the first two days of practice, he might be an option in the back half of the of the of round two in the top 64. Uh, but also, I mean, you're looking at a few got three other guys that I mentioned, KJ Hill, Van Jefferson. Uh, I think they've been excellent at getting open. Uh, KJ Hill in particular, in one on one so far this week through two practices, is six for seven and one and one on ones catching the ball. And the one that he didn't that was incomplete. He was open and he dropped it. Uh, so that's, that can be a concern too. But there's been a pretty good amount of drops for, for a lot of the receivers here so far. Uh, but he's been open every time. Every rep he's taken a one-on-ones. Van Jefferson's been very similar. A uh, few guys, like you said, it, it's rough that Brandon Ayuk or Ayuk uh, from Arizona State's not participating. Uh, and then there's been some disappointments. I would say Courtney Davis has struggled, struggled with some drops. Uh, a few of the, the late additions, like, Austin Mack has been a struggle. I mean, he's, he can't catch a cold out here. It's bad. It's bad. And then uh, I think Elijah Lipscomb from Vanderbilt had, had, a, had struggled to get open, struggled to catch passes. He's had a, a pretty rough week as well. Uh, what do you think? Any, anything else notable about the wideouts? No, you know, I, I think Tyree Cleveland has had a decent week, but I think overall he hasn't really shown 
much more than him being a special teamer here at the next level, which which is fine. I mean, obviously, all, all teams need starters. They all need backups, and then they all need special teamers. So. And he was a late addition to the yeah. to the field. Yeah, uh, Cleveland's fine. Uh, he's he's going to get open deep. I mean, he's got the speed. He's done it a few times already, three or four times this week. He's gotten open deep. But like you said, he, he's a great gunner. Uh, when it comes to some of the guys like Devin Duvernay, who I know you're high on, I kind of like Devin Duvernay as well. He's uncharacteristically had some drops this week. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was weird because uh, on film, I mean, he catches everything, everything, everything that you know, over the shoulder contested catches, uh, you know, everywhere. Like he he's makes makes plays, but yeah, this week has not been great. For, I don't think he's been poor by any means. No, like he's he's been all right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's definitely had some drops and obviously some moments where he should have caught it. He was you know he didn't come down with it. And I think you said that you could say the same thing about Michael Pittman Jr. Kind yeah. of a weird week for him. Some some flash plays inconsistencies that, like you said, didn't show up on his film. Duvernay and Pittman are really productive guys. Mm-hmm. Caught a lot of passes. Had a, racked up a lot of yards. Did not see drops. Did not see uh, the kind of the cases that we're seeing this week. Maybe it's a step up in competition, or maybe it's just uh, you know a couple days. Uh, moving on from them, I, we did watch in the film room uh, some, some offensive line play, defensive line play. Uh, I know you've had some eyes over there as well. What do you think about the D-line play? And just if you want to go ahead and rave about Javon Kinlaw, <laughs> you can. Okay, well, starting with, you know, if we're going to start Javon Kinlaw, we got to talk about his beginning of this week. I mean, he, he was there for the opening presser. Uh, he came right after Jalen Hurts, uh, which, you know, there's some mixed opinions on how well Hurts did in that in that presser. I'm not going to get into that right now. But uh, Javon Kinlaw, I mean, he absolutely killed it on that podium. I mean, he was very confident but very humble. I, I don't think he came off as, like, like a cornerback type of cocky, which is a, you know, something that we always know in, in this industry, uh, you know, corners are always cocky, but yeah, I didn't think Kinlaw came off as this overly cocky guy. He just came off very confident saying he wants to be the best, but he was also pretty humbled and also touched base on, you know, his, his past and being homeless and stuff coming from Juco. Uh, so I think he just killed it from, from day one, every single interview opportunity he had. I mean, he, he just knocked out the park and then on the field, he's been, you know, pretty unblockable. I mean, he's got that elite length, Strength, yeah. size, speed. I mean, he's got everything you look Seven at. foot wingspan. Yeah, seven, I mean, and you see it. When he gets in the stance, he's like, and obviously the pad level is going to be an issue because of that, but I mean, he, he's just a huge human being and he comes at you fast uh, and relentless, too. I mean, he's got pretty good motor down oh, here yeah. so far. So, uh, yeah, I think he's really, really helped himself down here this year and, and it was a really good decision for him to come. Uh, but the other guy that I really want to talk about was a guy who got me excited before this process was uh, Jason Strobridge out of North Carolina. Uh, you know, I talked to him at the media day. I asked him, you know, where do you feel comfortable? Three tech, five tech, seven, uh, even wide nine. I asked him about, even though I don't really think he's got to be a wide nine type of guy, but I asked him about all that kind of stuff. And he told me he's most comfortable at three tech, even though I personally saw him more as a five tech. Uh, but this whole week, I mean, when they played with five, four, I three, uh, anywhere they've played him, he's made plays. He's super quick on the inside. To the outside, he's super strong and has really good hands. Uh, and he also has great timing on those passes and getting a lot of pass deflections. I think he had two today in the practice. Uh, so Jason Strobridge is a guy, I think, early day three uh, with his big uh, senior bowl this year. You know, for teams that like having those kind of smaller three techs, those 260s and 273 techs, especially as pass rushers. Trowbridge made himself a lot of money this week. He, he's been really good. So those those are definitely my two biggest winners from the D-line. Yeah, from what I've seen, I mean, those two guys have, have had great weeks. Two, uh, two more guys that I think have done, have done well for themselves, Jonathan Bernard, the yeah. edge, uh, edge rusher from uh, University of Florida, uh, really explosive out of his stance, has won 
uh, get to the quarterback quite a bit. I mean, a one rep in the team periods where he basically sacked, could have sacked Steven Montez if it was a contact drill before the, the offensive tackle was really even out of his stance. I mean, he he flew. And then Bradley Knight at Utah has another edge rusher. I think Zach Bonds had a good week too, but Anai in particular has really got gotten home quite a bit. He's able to bend pretty well for a guy. He's a little bit smaller come in, in the way in than we anticipated lengthwise, but I think he's had a really strong week as well. Um, I think Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma, the defensive tackle, has been pretty yeah. explosive. His motor has been great. Um, so I think the defensive line play overall has been pretty strong. Uh, and along with that, there have been some struggles on the offensive line. So, Zach, tell me about the offensive line that you've seen, uh, positives and negatives. Okay, so, yeah, start with the positives. Uh, Keith Ishmael, San Diego State yep. Center. I had no clue who he was coming into this week. I'll Same. be completely honest. I, I hadn't watched a lick of San Diego State film at all. Uh, but, I mean, every time that we've watched film, I mean, we watched one this morning, and then today I was kind of looking over there. Uh, he, he's looked pretty good. I mean, he, he moves well. He's been very uh, low. Uh, point of contact has been really good. Uh, he's won a lot of reps, even against, you know, guys like Alan Moore and such. I mean, he's he's had a good week. So, I, you know, I, I, again, I haven't seen much of his film. I'm going to go back and watch it. But I like what, he done, what he's done. And then also um, Matt Pert was the guy from UConn. Uh, going in this week, got a lot of hype from not only people on Twitter, but, but like Jim Nagy, for instance, compared to Shaw Ferguson in the opening presser. Uh, kept mentioning him as like a top tackle in this class who's going to rise. And, uh, you know, I, I challenged him a lot at media day. He he had all the answers for all the questions that I kind of challenged him with. And then out there, you know, he hasn't been perfect, but I, I think he showcased some pretty good length and, and footwork. So, uh, I've liked Pert a lot this week, and then going to uh, negatives, there's just one guy that really stands out is uh, Logan Stenberg uh, from Kentucky. Uh, you know, coming into this week, I thought he was going to have a big week, a uh, big body guy who moved well on tape, but he, he's been really inconsistent. I mean, just from not getting to the second level and run blocking, uh, getting beat a lot inside, uh, and kind of ending up on his back in a couple reps in one-on-one. Uh, yeah, Logan Stenberg, I think, overall has really hurt himself this week because I, I thought he was going to be like a day two guy coming into here. Uh, maybe even with a chance to push himself to late day one if the team is desperate enough, but uh, he has not looked great down here this year. Yeah, I think the first thing that I think uh, think about so far for two days, I think the interior offensive line has been better than the tackles. Yeah. Um, I load, Lloyd Cushenberry from LSU has been awesome. Uh, he's mixed it up with Javon Kinlong. He's probably the only one out there who can really block him. Uh, you know, he's not saying he's been perfect against him, but they've been having some battles and pretty much everyone else he's controlled. Um, also at uh, guard, Ben Bredesen, I think he's played well yeah. uh, out of Michigan. Um, there's a few other guys. Uh, Simpson from uh, from Clemson has been up and down. But Steel. Terrence Steele. But I think the person that is having the roughest week, maybe at the entire event, would be Washington center Nick Harris. Yeah, we so, were both big fans of him coming into this week. Big fan. So he checks in at about 6'1", 293, and not wearing 293 very well. No, he's uh, like 280 is yeah. what he should be at. Right. Yeah, he could probably send to lose a few pounds if you look at his physique. Uh, kind of a little sloppy. So I think he's, he's working hard to keep weight on, and it's still not effective for him to get kind of that 300-pound threshold. And then he comes out, and he's just been getting worked left and right. Yeah, my, my biggest concern is, you know, Bradbury last year was kind of the same way, kind of that shorter uh, 280, like, to 290 range. But Bradbury was an elite athlete. Yep. Like, Bradbury could climb to the third level of medium two on, on a reach block or something like that. Harris isn't that level of athlete. He's a great technician. He recovers well. But when you're getting blown off the ball like he has this week and, and you're not an elite athlete like Bradbury, like – 
It's been a rough week. I, I mean, you were a big fan of him coming to the week. Yeah. Um, I, I love Washington film. I watched a lot of his film. And I, I really liked his film as well. Uh, but, you know, seeing that he didn't wear 293 well, uh, it's definitely concerning. Definitely a concerning week for him. Uh, and then looking at the tackles, uh, we've both been impressed with Terrence Steele from yeah. Texas Tech. He's played on both sides. Uh, been pretty good in pass pro. Um, I think um, on both sides, too. I think he's really good hands. He hit low hands one time. He got chopped by Grenard. But other than that, I think he's been re- really technical. Uh, coming from Texas Tech, obviously throw the ball a ton. So he's had a, you know a ton of career reps at, uh, in pass protection. Mixing up his sets so, you know, in, in the air raid offense, kind of what he was doing early in his career is a little bit uh, different. They teach passing a little bit differently, but he's taken vertical sets. He's done quick sets. I think he's been pretty good overall. There have been some, some times he's gotten to, you know, blown up. It's kind of the nature of playing tackle, especially against some of these, some of these edge rushers. But overall, I think he's helped himself. Yeah, no, Terrence Steele. I, I, the biggest thing that I've come away with watching him is they keep bouncing him back and forth from left tackle, right yep. tackle, left tackle, right tackle. And his footwork looks good. He's got that strong, heavy punch, you know, regardless. So I think, yeah, I think he's really, really helped himself this week. I, again, another player who, I didn't really know who he was coming to the week. I hadn't really studied him too much, uh, but he's definitely a guy who's like, hey, I got to go back and watch this guy because he's he's having a good week. So let's talk about whatever we want wants us to talk about the quarterback. <laughs> okay, we can cross off a few names. If you're going to listen to this, you have to understand. Stephen Montez is not it. Hilariously not it. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. He's 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 undraftable. Hundred percent. If anyone has watched Lavisca Chenault film. Yeah, you know okay. exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> it's uh, been exactly that down here. Shea Patterson has been mostly down, kind of what you've seen from him the last couple of years at Michigan. But the big names are Justin Her- Herbert and Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts. So what do you think about those three so far? If you say something bad about Jalen Hurts, <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm just going to ask you, what have you seen from Jordan Love and Justin <laughs> All right, smart, smart of Brad to take you away. So all week I've been saying bad things about Jalen Hurts just to get under under Brad's uh, skin. So probably smart of him to go away from the Jalen Hurts talk right now. But, uh, you know, Justin Herbert, I think, has really helped himself this week. I think, you know, he, he's had a couple of misses here and there and had some uh, footwork issues coming from under center, which Brad will probably talk about a little bit. Oh, more. it's bad. Yeah, Brad, Brad's not a huge fan of. But I think overall he's really helped himself. I mean, he, he's got a really live arm. He's really shown it. And for the most part, he's probably been the most accurate quarterback down here, uh, which you know may not be saying much with guys like Montez and Patterson. And even Anthony Gordon's kind of had his rough stretches and Jordan Love, which we'll get to in a second. So maybe it's not the biggest you know benchmark, but I think Herbert's really helped himself. I mean, he's done a lot of good things. He dropped a 50-yard pass, I think, down the left sideline on day one, and then he sprinted all the way down the field to congratulate the receiver who caught it. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. I think he's really helped himself. Uh, going to Jordan Love, though, I think day one – you know, I don't think it was exactly what he needed. Uh, he definitely showed off the arm strength, which a lot of people were really raving about on Twitter. Uh, but the biggest takeaway for me was really inconsistent with his accuracy and with his consistency throughout the whole day. I do think on day two today he was a lot better, uh, and he did drop some more dimes in there and, and made some really big-time throws. But uh, I still think overall his consistency is a little off, but that's fine. You know, we, we've seen that with him. That's exactly who he's been. On film, you know, it, it's nothing different than what we've seen. So it's not really hurting him. It's just not, you know, particularly helping him. Like I think Herbert's kind of helped himself. Where Love, I think, has kind of just stayed stagnant throughout the week. He's kind of been, kind of what we thought, you know, big arm guy, great release, uh, good anticipation, but you know, some balls are just not there. They're really inaccurate, and inconsistent. So overall, I think Herbert's really helped, and Love's kind of been meh this week. Yeah. So talking about Justin Herbert, I mean. 
I think he's. I think he looks really good on the move. I think he looks pretty good off play action, even under center, which is a, a big step for him, uh, considering what his offense in college was like and what his most of his reps in, in his career have been like. But like you said, man, there's some there's some bad footwork when he's under center. Yeah. Stepping with different feet, the first step, like every rep different lengths. I mean, he's, he's opening up. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's, he's sitting there at the top at the top of his job. He's sitting there waiting. His timing's all off. Feet are choppy. It's just there's no fluidity to it. And it, it's a concern. I mean, you can be taught how to take a snap under center and drop back. But you're talking about a lot of time dedicated to to that while the rest of his game will develop because that's always everything's going to be committed to that so i think that's definitely a concern moving forward i mean like i said i think he's had a pretty 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 solid week been accurate been really accurate on the move but there's some things that there are there are some things to worry about some things that could stun his development uh other than that though what do you got for dbs talk to me about this week what do what are your overall thoughts through two days yeah, standing so, out. so I like that you sent me the DBs because you've only seen the receivers that have been going against them. You haven't <laughs> even looked at the defensive back. You don't even know names probably. <laughs> but I think overall, I think the DBs have been a bit underwhelming. Yep. Uh, you know, kind of like it always is down here in Mobile, the defensive backs are going to get beat all week. I mean, one-on-ones is tough for a cornerback uh, against receivers, any receivers, even if it's against you know, Lipscomb or, or awesome, Austin Mack. It's tough still regardless, even though it's a little easier against those guys. <laughs> but uh, I think overall, you know, uh, Dane Jackson from Pittsburgh, I think overall has had a really good week. Absolutely. He, he struggled a little bit today. Uh, but, you know, for a smaller corner, his footwork has been just outstanding. I mean, there, there's going to be some teams that won't take him because of his arm length and because of the size. But, I mean, his footwork is so good. He's, he mirrors really well. He's really competitive at the catch point. Uh, I've been really impressed with him, even though I don't think, you know, the team that I cover is going to draft him. Uh, so I really like what he's done this week. And then other guys, you know, Kendall Vildor uh, has been really competitive this week. You know, again, not not perfect with his reps. I think he struggled at times, uh, but I, I think he's been really feisty. Darnay Holmes has been the same way. He's, he's made a lot of good plays getting in the face of receivers. Uh, day one, he made a really good play in a seven-on-seven where he was in uh, flats coverage in the zone. He dropped deep on the deep corner. Um, there was a late pass throw, and he was able to make contact with Colin Johnson and, and knock the ball free. Uh, but those three guys have been really good. And then also Troy Pride Jr. Uh, from Notre Dame. I, I've been super impressed with him. And, and talking to him after one of the practices, I think uh, he's a really smart guy as well. So, uh, you know, the cornerback group, I think those four have really helped themselves. I wouldn't say there's any really day one or day two guys in this group, but all four of those guys I, I could really see going on. Uh, day three and being you know solid NFL guys. I think Pride will end up as the best uh, the best pro from I the corners down there. Yeah, he looks good. The, yeah, the size profile on top of the fact that he's had a really strong week. Uh, safeties wise, I've been impressed with Aloy Gilman. Now he walked off the field today a little banged up, uh, which is definitely a concern. And I think uh, Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois, yeah, big guy, six three, weight two nineteen, like looks like body type, like looks like Eric Reed. Mm-hmm. And he's had a few uh, coverage reps against tight ends or in seven on seven where he's been really good. And I think he was going against like Adam Trotman, some of the more athletic tight ends and covering them up. And when you're six three two twenty, that's what they're going to ask you to do is play that man coverage against tight ends. And I think you can do it well. So I think that helps his pro projection. But you've been really impressed with Lenore 
Rhine Safety Division II school, Kyle Dugar. Is that how you pronounce the last name? I think Duggar sounds better. Duggar? He can get his own TV show. We call him Duggar. Duggar, okay. He's got to have a bunch of kids and be really religious. So let's talk Duggar. Let's talk the Duggars here is what we're talking. The Duggars, but only one of them is what we're talking. My fiance is face palming right now. What how horrible that joke was. What have you seen out of him this week? So Kyle Duggar, or Dugar, or whatever. We'll, we'll call him something eventually. Kyle. Uh, the Duggs. Uh, he he looked good these past few days. You know, it's not particular in coverage. I mean, I think in coverage has been fine. He's been very physical. Uh, but whenever they get to the seven on sevens or the team drills, I mean, he is a rocket ship coming down. Flying around. He is fl- and and this is not a small guy. This is a big dude. I mean, I, I stood next to him. Obviously, I'm not very big, but he, he <laughs> but he is a big guy. I mean, he was and he was coming downhill fast. He was lighting up fullbacks and tight ends and even some linemen that got in his way and. You know, I asked him after practice today, I was like, was that kind of a point of emphasis for you, you know, coming downhill, showing that you can play fast, and then, you know, so teams can see that, and then the resting kind of come later. And he said, yeah, you know, I, I wanted to come in here, and I wanted to come downhill, and I wanted to hit some guys. You know, if I wanted teams to take away from that, then I can come downhill. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's really done that this week. I mean, I know for a fact, you know, I, I, I don't have any of his film. I haven't seen any of his film. I, I know it's been really good film to get him here, but... I haven't seen any of it, but my big takeaway from this week is this guy's going to come downhill. This guy's going to hit you. And, heck, I can even play him at some linebacker. I mean, he, he told me that he wanted to play some linebacker this week. They don't know if they're going to actually get him there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he can play some linebacker. I think he can come downhill, and I think he can play uh, some special teams at a high level. So, yeah, I think I think he's had a really good week. I, I, I'm really impressed with him this week. So to end, end the show, Zach, we're going to do one-word answers, okay? You're going to give me <laughs> your one-word impression about some of the guys that we've seen this week. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Josh Uche, Michigan Edge. Dominant. He's been pretty dominant. 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 Juice would be the word. Juice. Yeah, that's a good one. Juice. <laughs> uh, Lucky Phil too. Detox from Utah. Inactive. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't played. <laughs> I know. He's a stud though. Yeah, but he hasn't played this week. He failed his physical. Imagine watching. <laughs> Kenny Willekes, Edge from Michigan State. Effort. <laughs> We're watching the team periods, and Kenny Willekes is like, was probably the most excited person there in the entire in the entire stadium because him. like a corner from some school he's never heard of had like a pass breakup. Like he just loved, he just loves to be out there playing ball oh. with the boys. Oh, my favorite highlight from him is when he came around the edge, and then the quarterback threw like a twenty yard pass that was broken up, and he comes sprinting around the edge, sprints to 20 yards down the field, picks up the incomplete pass like it's a fumble, and starts jumping around. I'm like, dude, you just – like, come on. I'm tired just watching you out there. So, yeah, effort would be my word for him. He's had a lot of effort this week. Courtney Davis, wide receiver from Texas A&M. Uh, hands. <laughs> and hands as in – Drops. Drops and not getting separation at the top of his route with his hands. His footwork's good. Uh, he, You could even call him a footwork king, I think, with, with how good his speed has been this week. But uh, I definitely think that he needs to work on his hands in his route running and also his hands Correct. You know, once he gets out of his routes. Correct. Terrell Lewis, Edge from Alabama. Concerning. Why? <laughs> concerning just because he has that extensive injury history. Uh, I think that that's going to be concerning, not just for me, uh, but for a lot of NFL teams. And even though he's looked pretty good this week, I think that's always going to be in the back of your mind. Seeing him practicing is a really good sign. Yeah, no, it was a really good sign to see him out there. So uh, I know 
Bama had some scares of him in practice uh, early in his career. So it is definitely good to see him out there practicing. Austin Mack, wide receiver, Ohio State. Superstar. Future Patriot. Can I put that with one word? Can Please. that just be Please don't. <laughs> future Patriot for you? That That's what it could be. Let's just say that Zach and Austin Mack have the same amount of receptions during senior bowl practices. <laughs> and I've caught like five. So, I mean, I think Mack's doing good. Last one. Jawan Jennings, wide receiver, Tennessee. Oh, you know what word this is going to be. Bully. Bully. <laughs> All week. Jawan Jennings plays fo- football like an off. He plays wide receiver like an offensive guard. Oh, yeah. He is a guy who loves to block, loves to get after it, will basically line up at the bunch as a, as a quasi-H-back like H-back tight end, uh, wants to be physical in his route running, wants to run routes through defensive backs instead of separating away from them, wants to run the ball through defensive backs, 35 broken tackles on the year on like 68 receptions. Like This dude is just a bully, and I love to see it. He weighed in like 206, probably a little lighter than – I, I was hoping, but that guy, that guy is physical. Oh, Bernard Pollard made it into a receiver. That's who we got. Right here. Just Bernard Pollard, you know. Saying the words Bernard Pollard triggers me. Right. <laughs> oh man, he's, he's been good this week. I've enjoyed Jawan Jennings. Though. Me too. Uh, so that that'll be uh, the the end of this episode. We're gonna wrap this up here. Um, be sure to listen uh, future episodes. Uh, we're gonna wrap up, really talk about everything that we saw at the Senior Bowl once we get. Uh, day three behind us, once we get the game behind us, uh, really give our full impressions, which team uh, prospects is going to move in our rankings, up, down, whatever the case may be. Uh, so I'm Brad Kelly. That's Zach Hicks. Ham, do you have any last words you want to say? You want to talk about Bryson Hopkins today? He's looked pretty good, huh? We got a little crush on Bryson Hopkins? Who doesn't? True. <laughs> I, I, I had a crush on him. I talked to him. He's really cool. He had like two girls hanging on his arms when I interviewed him. I like Bryson. Is it like his mom and sister hanging out? Probably. <laughs> Uh, before this before this podcast breaks down any further, uh, be sure to uh, like, subscribe, rate five stars. And until next time, this is NFL Draft for All Podcast. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.